Well, we've all heard about it and we've all read about what's going on in the electric vehicle industry. Their infrastructure is being put in at record pace, but unfortunately they're still having problems with these things all over the place. One main company already has defeated this problem. That's because they basically started the infrastructure for the plug-in industry, Tesla being it. But why is it that all of the other major companies that the governments are giving tons of money to are having problems with their plugins? Consumer Reports has already reported that three out of every 10 are broken and it is causing people to lose confidence in the changeover to the electric world. So, on Autolux today, let's take a look at how we're going to fix the plugin. Autolux Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from Autolux.net. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website, Autolux.net. .net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, and go see all of the Corporate Links websites. We have websites from car companies you've never even heard of or even knew existed on the Autolux.net website. Inclusive of that, help pages to help guide you through our industry, finding information and products alike, and our end-of-the-year rating system from the rated pages. Our coveted Autolux A-plus awards in design excellence where Autolux rates vehicles over 600 of them every single year in an end of the year rating system check it out throughout the year we do ratings and reviews on vehicles at least one to two times a month you will find one on the autolux.net website so like i said in the beginning we're here to talk about fixing the plugins as of right now governments all over the world are investing substantial amounts of money into ev infrastructure but in doing so, all of these companies are just pumping out more and more and more of these plug-in stations, and they're not fixing them. They're breaking. But why? Well, plug-in infrastructure hasn't been properly planned is its biggest problem. It's all over the place. They're placed in all kinds of different conditions, and multiple people taking advantage of it and placing them in their own select locations. So it's not just like a gas station where you place it here, there, and maybe over there. No, these plug-in stations, you can be, find them at businesses, at homes, apartment buildings, even parking lots, and parking lots at sporting events. They're all over the place because they're in the infancy stage. People don't understand the infrastructure and where it needs to be yet. But because it is growing at such a rapid pace, there are issues with it. And we need to fix the plugins. And due to these issues, the growing less in demand. The cause of the issues is maintenance. Tesla has their own people on site to maintain all of their superchargers. And now that they're moving into the V4 system, which allows other companies to plug in at their own stations, they are reaping the rewards where all of the other little guys are having trouble getting into this marketplace because they need to expand in a way that nobody else has ever thought of. You need to put these things in faster than you can actually repair them. And that's becoming an issue. But similar to that of the internal combustion engine, when gas stations first started going in, we are now in the infancy stage of the EV marketplace. And with that, we're learning about where all this infrastructure needs to go and what we need to do to keep it operational. 
Do we need people on demand? Do we need to create a dedicated location similar to that of gas stations? Do we need refueling stations? Essentially, plug-in stations. Your vehicle can be covered from the elements as your vehicle gets recharged. Do you need to place these things in better locations? Instead of putting them at malls where there's tons of people and lots of people can cause damage to them, should we be putting them in better locations here, there, and everywhere? And then it also comes down to the question is, how are we going to fix this infrastructure? We haven't even thought about that. We have trouble these days trying to get people to even just install the infrastructure required for the electric vehicle charging stations. And the people required to install and maintain this infrastructure, it's a brand new skill set required. You can't just literally go in and throw one of these things up with your everyday handyman. Like, I can't go out and install a charging station in my own home. Why? One, I don't understand it to begin with. Two, when it breaks, yeah, I can kind of go in, get a feel for it and how to fix it. But there's a difference between that and everything else. This isn't that tiny little plug-in charger which you use for your AA batteries in the wall. You can literally just take the screws off the back of it and say, hey, I, uh, oh, I could just solder these two back together and away we go. You're dealing with infrastructure that could literally destroy somebody's $50,000 product. Could you imagine if you pay just some regular maintenance guy to come out and fix your charging station at your mall or your business? And a guy in a brand new Lucid Air rolls in, plugs it in, and you made a bad connection and it destroys his management system? operating systems of these vehicles. Rivian has run into this problem with vehicles being bricked due to their software not being able to interact with the software of the charging stations and literally bricking their vehicles. They're bringing these companies and these vehicles to their knees all because of maintenance issues. But that is where we need to develop a proper infrastructure behind it. Like we said, the governments are investing billions of dollars to develop this infrastructure and get people out there to utilize electric vehicles. But when every single year, less and less people become inclined to wanting to get into this market due to the fact that they see lineups of people waiting to charge their cars. And when they get there, these lineups, sometimes people waiting almost an hour to get in there, they get to the plug-in and it's broken. I want to ask you, how many times in your life have you gone to a gas station, put the pump in your vehicle after waiting at the end of the day for like 20 minutes for somebody to get out of your way, and the thing doesn't work? Happens a lot less than you think. Why? Well, the infrastructure isn't in its infancy, so we're not learning the system. We're not learning how to expand the system. Like we said, the V4 system from Tesla now is putting longer cables on it so that just about everybody can plug into their system. They're already on their fourth generation of their system, which means they're ahead of the curve. They're not in infancy now. They're in growth. And when you hit that growth stage, there's still a discrepancy between installation and maintenance. But when you've already developed that whole maintenance sector behind it, and you have tons of your systems out there, your growth now is not as it once was. You can properly plan your growth and properly plan your maintenance schedule. Anybody can set up a tracking system in any of these products. Hell, I went through this with a, an idea from my work the other day about putting sensors on these liners where it could tell you the wear patterns when you need to replace them. Well, that's a great idea. It's similar to that of Electrify America adding systems into their software for when there's an issue, it alerts a maintenance staff to come out. But like we said, we're in the infancy, which means there's no maintenance staff to go out and repair these yet. 
This is a whole new possibility of a tech environment, a whole new possibility for training, for schooling, for all of these people. My home city is known for mining, and we now have an innovation center directly created and financed for the changeover into the electric world of mining. They now have new courses at our home college here for training technicians to fix batteries. We've had those technicians for decades because we've had batteries in select vehicles, especially with forklifts in any major warehouse. But a lot of those electricians didn't specialize in those vehicles. They understood them and they understood how to fix them. But with new battery services and new products, a maintenance staff needs new training into this system. And that's where this brand new innovation hub that's being developed in my home city is being pushed forward. We see that we need to get at the groundwork of this to develop maintenance crews for underground mines because these mines can go out and buy all these electric scoop for their mines so they can go and utilize them in all these brand new mines and hell, we have one going in that's going to be utilizing all electric vehicles. Well, is your maintenance staff properly trained on that? By having an innovation center that trains people specifically on how to fix and maintain this product, maintaining the infrastructure required to operate that product, this is where the infrastructure issues come to play with the plug-in industry. That's why we have named this podcast Fix the Plug-in. Because literally, we need to fix the system. When Consumer Reports comes out and tells you that 3 out of every 10 charging stations across America don't work, well, Tesla makes up a large portion of that, and they're in a system where 90% of theirs always work. So out of those 7 that work, you're basically telling me then almost half of that could be Tesla products. The other half is everyone else. So those other companies make up a larger portion of the three that are broken constantly, which means those companies now need to invest in the infrastructure to maintain the infrastructure that's being pushed out. And considering the fact that our governments around the world are heavily invested in only going after the electric vehicle power source industry, why wouldn't they consider how to fix it? We're putting all of our eggs into one basket, but that one basket hasn't even been filled yet. It's always good, by a financial standpoint, to spread your assets across many different markets. Don't just invest in electronics manufacturers. Invest in electronics manufacturers, construction manufacturers, mining industries, financial firms, you know, all across many different segments. And that's what we've recently done a podcast about that we're going to be releasing soon is about that industry and how that industry needs to take hold and see that we're spreading ourselves too thin. If I were to say you're a business that 90% of your business dealt with one company, if that one company goes on strike or let's say actually goes bankrupt, your business goes bankrupt. This is what happened to the Australian automotive marketplace. They had suppliers that were able to supply to both Toyota, Ford, and General Motors. But when one of them shut down, the prices for those parts go up because there's very limited amount of plants and they jacked up the price for the other two. When they jacked up the price of the other two, those two start reconsidering their place in the marketplace and soon enough, everyone leaves. So you've taken one part of the equation out. Governments are heavily investing in the electric infrastructure. They want charging stations everywhere. They want us to be able to plug in because they know that they're going to be pushing for us to all purchase these electric vehicles. But 
they don't have the maintenance staff on the other side of it. They don't have the maintenance procedures on the other side of it. They don't have somebody watching the system at the other side of it. People aren't taking a look at it and saying, well, now we put it in. How do we make sure this runs properly 99% of the time? That is one of the biggest problems with the infrastructure being set up right now. Like I said, we're in the infancy stages. So similar to that of when internal combustion engines came out and gas stations started popping up everywhere, like literally everywhere, people are starting to look at it as, oh, well, we have an issue with this. I'm way out in the middle of nowhere. I paid to have it installed, but I don't know how to fix it. And there's no maintenance service for, you know, like 50 miles around here. And they still only have a horse and buggy. They don't even have a car. So how are they going to get to me? You have the infrastructure in place that people require, but it doesn't work. Where at that point, when it was broken, there was no fuel. Utilizing specially trained maintenance staff and developing companies that their sole mission is to go out and fix these products, not install them, fix the infrastructure will help maintain the system. But also properly training staff in select areas. Like if you own a mall and you got 20 charging stations out there, you really need to train your maintenance staff how to properly maintain that product out there. Because of the amount of people that go in and out of a standard full-scale mall and all the foot traffic out in the parking lot, there's a lot of possibility for damage. And the greatest possibility for damage to charging stations right now is environmental. These things are literally sitting out in the middle of a giant parking lot field, okay? Well, it rains, it snows, there's lightning, there's wind, there's trees. All of these environmental factors can come down and damage these things. And if nobody's around, like this happens and then shuts the city down for two days, when you go to put on the power again, your system doesn't work. It could have been down for two days, you could have had somebody fixing it, but it's broken. But that's another main issue. There's nobody there. By employing a constant supervision of the infrastructure, having maintenance staff in major centers just constantly driving around and checking all of the systems to ensure that they all work, will deem that infrastructure plausible to the general public. And all those new specially trained people are going to have to have products to move around in. They need new mobility services and brand new specialized tools. This opens up a whole new market to the maintenance game and a whole new market to becoming an electrician. Now you're not just a hired electrician or a working electrician. Now you're the maintenance electrician. You go around and maintain the electric system for plug-in vehicles. This is an infrastructure that needs help. And until we actually fix this problem, it's only gonna get worse. Because as the saying goes, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish, you feed him for life. Governments can keep feeding us the money for all the infrastructure, but if they're not getting us trained on how to fix the infrastructure to keep it running, then the infrastructure will eventually fail us. And with only one company out there with proper maintenance staff on board, we're still in trouble with the development of the plug-in infrastructure. So in all reality, we need to get people out there to fix this plug-in. By having staff on hand all the time in major locations, will really help that. Putting 20 charging stations in the middle of a mall parking lot and never having anybody that goes to inspect them is stupid. How many people have created something, put it out in the world, and literally forgotten about it? It's the dumbest thing you could do. Even I personally go through my website, go through podcasts and that on a regular basis to ensure that even stuff I've created, you know, 10 years ago still applies by today's standards. And I maintain them. If Google changes something, I do maintenance work. 
I make sure that my system is always fully operational. And if we ever want to get out of the infancy stage of the plugin infrastructure, we need to start thinking like growth stage companies. And with the development of a proper maintenance staff, maybe we'll finally be able to fix this major problem. Because if we don't solve this problem and get rid of those three that are always broken, then yes, people may be asking for a different power source. And all that investment money is just like your investment in a company that went bankrupt. It's just going to disappear. In the end, how are we going to fix this system? How do we fix the electric vehicle plug-in infrastructure system? It has to go through massive growth stages right now because there are not enough of them. But how do we go through those growth stages and maintain the existing system and the expanding system on top of it? That is something that we need to start thinking about right now. Because if we wait even if another year, this infrastructure is going to crumble upon itself before it even gets off the ground. And really, if townships are now gaining deals with the subsidiary companies who build these electric infrastructures and allow them to gain tax hold money off of it, if that infrastructure is crumbling, that's a loss of revenue for them. Which means the big guy with the red T down the road is going to make all of the money off of the system because they know the system and are ahead of the game on it. So yes, in all reality, to fix the electric plug-in system, we need more maintenance on it. That's really what it all comes down to, maintenance. We haven't developed the second part of the infrastructure which we require to maintain the new infrastructure. And that is how we fix the problem. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it, and follow us so you can hear more about the upcoming episodes, which are going to expand upon what we are talking about today to see if this problem will actually get fixed and how we will take care of it. So follow the Autoworks podcast for more information and to get all the insights and find out every week when our brand new episode comes out from the Autoworks podcast. And after you do that, after you go on the social feeds and all the streaming services, follow us, like us, comment, and share us. Stop by the Autolux.net website and check out some of the Corporate Links websites, rating pages, hell, even some of our previous podcasts through the Autolux podcast on the Autolux.net website. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that this new electronic infrastructure is going to bring us.